Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy Wednesday. Hope you guys are safe and in place. What is it? Sheltered Sheltered in place? place. Stay at home. Stay sheltered in place. I don't know the lingo. I don't want to learn the lingo. I've been so annoyed by people like putting on their Instagram photos like, everybody stay at home. Like, we got the memo. Duh, bitch. (laughs) What are you repeating it for? (laughs) Uh, How are you? I'm good. I'm doing very good today. That's weird. Okay. Why is that weird? You ask me how I'm doing. I say I'm good. That's know, weird. You look like you're going to laugh and then you look, I'm good. And anyway, everybody knows when you do that. Hi, bitch. It <laughs> <laughs> means some other shit. Well. Um, Irie had her birthday this weekend. I'm officially a mom of a five-year-old. Um, she's alive. I didn't kill her. I didn't kill her dad. Somehow we're okay. So I'm, I'm pretty, I feel successful. Um... We had a drive-by slash block party. Block party slash then a few people came inside. Parade. Um, had the cake. Elevated room events made the bombest cake ever. So if you guys are looking for a drive-by event. Balloon. Balloon event planner. Virtual, virtual party planner. Even if you just want a cake. Definitely hit up Elevated Room Events. You can find them on Instagram. You can go on their website. Check out our Instagram. You can see the cake that she made. It's fucking beautiful. It was a unicorn. It was exact. It was like exactly what I wanted. So. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. And it tasted. I'm still eating it, actually. Mm, I went some after this. Um, anyway, we have a guest today. Our first quarantine guest. Yes. We have finally gone virtual. <laughs> Going digital, guys. Going living in a digital world. Um, thank you so much for ha- <laughs> you drunk? No, I'm not high, which is the problem. Um, we have Jim. Jim. Okay, oh, just stop. Don't fuck up our name. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You guys have the same name. Fuck. Today we have award-winning writer, podcaster, mama, culture commentator Jamila Lemu. Is that how you Lemieux. say your last name? Lemu. Yes. It's French. It's like Creole, right? It's French, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I'm a little cultured. Yeah, we have the same name, so don't fuck it up. I'm sorry, my bad. Do you go by Mila too? 
You know, my mom calls me Mila. Um, some of her family members do, but most people don't. But I, I welcome it. I'm totally cool with it. That's where that came from. My mom calls me Mila, too. Yeah. It's weird. As an adult, I feel like more people call me Jam, like new people, but family always go for Mila. Uh, I, my, my, a lot of my friends call me Jam, too. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you can, whatever, I'll take whatever. All the, all the variations of my name. She's like, which one is it going to be? I'm like, I don't have to choose. Who, me? Yeah. I, cause I you let people call, do you let people call you Jamila? Because a lot you know, of people let me Let me tell you, growing up in the Valley, it plagued my life because everybody made it seem like Jamila was so much easier than Jamila. So I got so used to it that I'll say Jamila. And now it irritates me and I'll catch myself doing it, but I'm used to it and then people will say it. So I'm just like, whatever. That's why I get confused because the bitch says her name is Jamila. Then she says it's Jamila. Then she says Mila. So then when I'm writing descriptions, I'm like, well, who are you today? Which who are one? you today? But you know, I never, huh? Yeah, say it. We're gonna say no. I was saying someone told me once, don't ever let anybody half-ass your name. And ever since then, it's been fucking haunting me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment like that too, and like, cause everyone growing up always said Jamila, unless maybe there was a Camilla around. You mm. know, like that would maybe throw things off. But then when I got to, I went to school on the East Coast, and from there, everybody was like Jamila, Jamila. And I think it's cause there's a lot of Muslim women, you know, and they tend you went, to say, you went to Howard, right? I went to Howard, yeah. So my brother is, well, he's in Howard. Well, he was at Howard, but now, you know, it's over. <laughs> Jamila, I feel like we're like spirit animals. I told Erica, I was like, um, her birthday is exactly 30 days after mine. We're one month apart. She's on the cusp, which is July 22nd. And then you had a blog called uh, The Beautiful Struggle. I did, The Beautiful Struggler. So, so my middle name is Asada, which means she who struggles. And, you know, Jamila means beautiful. I'm like, we're connected. I don't know how, but we are. <laughs> I love that. I like, I'm so obsessed with you all. Like, and just get this out the way now. Because <laughs> we're, we're close in age, right? Like you all are 32, um, soon to be 32. I'm 35. So it's like, I'll be 36 this year. I don't know. I feel like if I can't have a party or celebrate outdoors, then I don't have to add another year. I'm just going to be the age I am now until we I like that. Out. I think I like that. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with that. I agree. I, I honestly forgot how old I was. I asked Shamila how old I was the other day. She's like, am I 32? I'm like, no, I was like, am I 31? She's like, no, bitch, you're 32. I was like, what? Yeah. But like, it doesn't count anymore, whatever. But, <laughs> but just even with that small age gap between us, like... When I started writing and doing media stuff and, you know, like I was an editor, I was a magazine editor for like five years. I was at a digital media company as an exec for two years. And I started out my career as a blogger. So I've been doing this, you know, since I was in my, you know, early mid twenties or whatever. I could not be public about smoking weed, you know, and work for a brand, mm -hmm. you know, right, like, right, right. especially after I had my child, like, and I started my career as a personal blogger. So I talked about sex and boys and I would allude to weed, but even then, like, I wanted to get hired by an essence. I wanted to be able to write for, like, a glamour. And, like, I'll never forget there was this, um, y'all remember Jezebel, right? Yeah. The, mm -hmm. Jezebel? the magazine. I mean, Jezebel still exists. I didn't mean to say it like that, but, you know, like. Yeah. When magazines different. were printed. Right. When magazines were printed and the blogs were still, like, kind of a novel thing. You know, Jezebel was this huge, you know, platform. And they had this uh, series called Pot Psychology. And it was a, right, a white guy named Rich uh, Juzwiak and a woman, Tracy, I can't think of her last name. And he was queer. She was, you know, his best friend. And they would get high and answer, reader, let, you know, do um, like advice, but do it while they were stoned. So the advice would be good, but it was still, you know what I'm saying, more entertaining because these people are high. Uh -huh, yeah. And I'm like, they're writers in New York pursuing, you know what I'm saying, like, in the same field as me, and they're openly talking about getting high. 
and I and, and in addition to talking a lot about their sex lives you know like they're in like specific details and things and I'm like as a black woman, as somebody who was always like radical and free and feminist and sex positive, like none of this shit is new to me, but there was still a level of kind of discretion that you still, even with being like the, yes, I'm the one who's fucking, yes, I'm the one who, you know, and I went here and I like, I've got this stuff associated with me, but I'm a whole free black ass self. I've always been that way. But to be public about all of it, you know what I mean? It was just something like, I go through Instagram and I'm just like, all these black girl weed account, you know what I mean? It's just like we're selling t-shirts. Where I don't can I tell you how fucking lonely it was at Howard <laughs> be the bitch who smoked weed? Like it wasn't that I was lonely because I had the other weed smokers, but it Right, but you had to be so careful. You couldn't just be like, oh girl, girl, I was smoking last week and we were talking about, you know, whatever it was. Maybe it was a really probably like some deep ass shit. Yeah. It's you like know? you had you had to know who you could do that who you could right. fully be yourself with and you had to be discreet in certain circles. And I wasn't super good at doing, you know, being discreet. And it definitely, you know, changed some things for me. Um, and I'm super happy with everything that I, I've been able to do. And I'm happy that I can like be my fuller self now. As mm-hmm. you know, we're all public figures, right? Everybody, if you have a social media account, you post pictures of your kids and talk about your life, you're a public figure of some, you know, sort, but to be able to like, I'm like, I'm smoking on a podcast and my mom will probably see this and I don't <laughs> care because she's mostly too. And we can talk about that and everything is so different than it was. Like, so anyway, you all represent that. Like, that's the thing. I think for me, what was still missing and the thing I've been trying to, the work that brought me out here is like, I've yet to see the content that connects what's happening with black millennial women. Like, here's how we move. We smoke, we fuck, we change our hair up a lot. Like, you see that reflected in Insecure. You know what I mean? Like, we're not seeing, you see us being boss bitches and trying to work and create businesses and being creative and and having mental health issues and all these different things, but we're still not seeing the connection of that in single motherhood. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, we're still, when we're talking about moms, we're typically talking about middle-aged Black women, you know, like maybe in their 40s. Or you're talking about super young girls that are in a, you know, a uniquely challenging situation. And there's always some kind of deficit model. You know, they're sad. There must be, you know, they want to get back together with this guy. Or he's just a Debbie. He's not around. Right, know, right, never, right. Like, it's never a full. It's there's never, always tragedy It's never stories. a full life. Never you're never a living life. a full life. It's, you're right. It's like a deficit model. That's a really good way to say yeah, it. Yeah, single Black motherhood is presented that way overall, I yeah. think, in society. Yeah. So, and I feel, so I feel like that's my, my new, you know, purpose professionally and, and spiritually in certain ways to like change that narrative. And like, I hate when people talk, you know, people always talk about narrative shifts. Like they say, we need to change the image of the black father. I'm like, well, we also need to talk about the black fathers that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Like, we're not going to shortchange the women and children that are impacted by that to make things look better. Right, but right. When it comes to single- you, have, you have to talk about both. You, you can't just both. focus. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You don't, you don't solve the problem by just putting a bandaid over it right. and only praising the people that are doing the, what they're supposed yeah. to be doing. You know, we have to hold we have to hold our people accountable too. You know, like even today, like I was looking on um, Sean King's Instagram, and you know, people have been during, during this quarantine. Like lately, in like Atlanta, there was a having a whole ass party. Like Chicago, it was Chicago and Atlanta. They had a block party in Atlanta, a whole yeah. last party in Chicago, like a thousand, like five hundred people in a room. Really? And I like was, indoors. 
When do parties and, usually have a thousand people? Period. I'm like, right? Oh, like, what party is this? Are, are, a thousand. And no one is. Someone had a mask on, like right here. I was like, what's the point? And she was and, in the middle of the shit too. Right. And so, and <laughs> and Sean posted and was like, but like my people, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And it's like. I, and I was like, yeah, what are you doing? We have like, we have to hold each other accountable too, you know, and in all, in all aspects, parenthood, just blackness in general, you know, but, um, well, I'm glad you feel comfortable smoking with us. I'm glad you, you know, you, you came and rolled up at our little roll up, uh, Zoom 420 party. Zoom party we had, which was really cool. We gotta do that again. We gotta get our internets together first. Right. That, <laughs> it was a long struggle. <laughs> I think everybody's internet's are fucked up because we all at how many people are on, on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I always tell Erica that um, we're like we're leading a revolution. <laughs> you know, you got to rewrite like how how you're seen and what's seen. So I think you know it's super important, even though it's kind of scary because you're right. There's all I'm always wondering like, am I gonna want to marry a politician and then all my nudes yeah. and pot smoking and <laughs> terrible stories are gonna come to haunt me? You know, like. So I'm gonna, I don't tweet, but if I could, like, I'm gonna pull up that time where I was like, white bitches, you know? Like, <laughs> like, she's a racist! You'll go through and have a delete session for some of your old tweets. That's one important thing to do. But I'll say again, <laughs> that little gap in between us. So that was me, like, and we both, we all, I think we all had our children around 28, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so like, there was that gap of like, okay, I've already got the scarlet baby mama on my chest. You know, like it's bad enough. That was the thing I operated from. Like it's bad enough. I'm already a single mother. So I have to make sure I'm on point with this and my career shit and how I look. I couldn't, I had to lose the weight right away. I had to like, you know I mean? It's gratifying to go back to reunions and stuff and be like, damn, all these other people have put on weight and you look better than you did in school or you had a kid and you know, she hasn't. Why haven't you fallen off? I'm like, cause I feel like I couldn't. Right. Bad enough. I wasn't allowed right. to. I didn't yeah. know I was allowed to. No. I couldn't be like, look what happens. Look what happens, you know? And so, but I would think like, yeah, if I wanted to, I couldn't date somebody who had political aspirations. I realized that, you know, okay. unless, unless he's fully prepared to be like, I'm the candidate who's running on fuck, uh, what, do the fuck you want because right. look at the woman because she was a wild girl and I'm aware of all of it and you can't surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, aside from that, like, they're just certain, and not just political aspirations. There are men in other fields, other parts of the industry. I'm like, would this be the best for you? Would this be the best for me? You know, um, but it's, re- it's re- realistic. It's realistic. But I think even with that, what I've come to realize on just how I turn the volume down on certain things. Like there are people who are like, y'all didn't know you smoked weed. We could have been lighting up. And I'm like, I would look at me and think I smoked weed, but I guess not everybody grew up around like black bohemian perky folks either. You know, we have these little narrow boxes. So our pothead is supposed to look like she plays DMX in the car. Or, <laughs> right. Or but you don't know how to recognize the shit in the middle, you know? But anyway, I mean, I, yeah. you know, like just not being whole, fully myself about some of these things. I'm like, well, I'm 35. I haven't met the politician that I wanted to change for, that <laughs> I would want to not have to know those things about yet. You know, like I want the person who isn't fucking with me, like in spite of. You know, like it has to be like because of like right, right. right. I want right. you because you are all of these things, right. and all of these things make you you. And I see that, and I love all of those parts about you. Yeah, including nice. motherhood, including motherhood. Right. I think that's something I feel like I always like, and I tell this to everybody. I'm sure most women who are in this situation do too. As soon as I meet a new person and tell them I'm a single mother, I immediately want to make sure they know that my ex and I have a great co-parenting relationship. He's fully active. We've never been to court. You know, we actually had, and then with men, I always want to emphasize the joint that we have 50-50 custody. 
you know, because of one, I want you to know that I have time to date. Like, I don't want you to think that, you know, or that I'm going to be, you know, that every couple months Twitter will debate. Like, if you take a single mom on a date, should you pay for babysitting? I'm like, I've never we heard. Ju- we literally just, I literally just this. had this conversation she, today. Like five minutes ago. <laughs> such a fascinating, I'm dying to hear what you all think about it. Because it's such a fascinating concept that never. I, I wouldn't, my, I don't think it needs to happen all the time. It's never happened for me. But if it did, I would be, I might cry. I might be like, <laughs> it's a hell of a gesture. I think it's a hell of a gesture. I mean, I can do it. I always figure it out anyway. And half the time, I'm not paying someone to watch her anyway. I'm never, yeah. But no. like, just the thought of this, the thought would be nice, you know? But like, it's also not necessary. You know, if you're showing up for me in other ways that are, you know, I don't, I can handle that. But, yeah. but I, I understand that too is like, also the feeling like you have to explain yourself first too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and I think. Like, don't worry, I have time for you. Don't worry, like, she has a dad. Don't worry, like, you know, she's cool. I mean, but obviously, like, for me, my ideal, you know, relationship or person who walks into my life is going to love my child. You know, that takes time, though, but, like, it's going to love my child like their own. Yeah. And, you know, we were reading um, an article that you were, that you wrote in or you were interviewed in, and you were saying how, like, because you are, you are in a great co-parenting situation, which I think, you know, these it's not always the case. Um, there's are a lot of situations like yours. I think we just don't ever hear those. You know what yeah. I mean? I have moments of great moments. I have good moments. <laughs> not sustainable. Yeah, moments, right. I need to actually pick your brain and figure out what the fuck is going on over here. But um, but I think, uh, wait, where am I going? Train of thought just lost. Um, I think it's it's also important just hearing your perspective and your experience in co-parenting because that's another narrative like I'm, like the term baby mama drama exists because there's this thought that like baby mamas bring all this drama and kids bring all this drama and co-parenting brings all this drama and that's particularly like in the black community and that's also attached to that stigma that you know like there's so many parts about it that like going into single motherhood as a black woman is like doomed like it's doomed like just like no I, I have baggage and throw in that you enjoy your life like you smoke right. weed and you do all those things like oh my god is she okay she can't be okay there's something going on over there like it, it's true you know I recently I don't have you watched the show black as fuck have you been watching that show at all? I haven't watched I'm planning to watch it I'm very curious I've read all the reviews I've talked to a few people I like the folks who are involved in making it I think mm-hmm. I understand the critique but I've talked to folks that are like the critique is valid and the show is good. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping to experience. When yeah, I, I didn't even, I, I just watched it without reading anything about it. And I really enjoyed it. But specifically, there's this one scene and it's not going to give anything away or whatever. But there's a scene where like he does, him and his wife, they do Molly. They haven't done Molly in like years. They go to this party. They're all, like pumped up. They're excited. They run into their child at the party. She is possibly had smoked weed and they confront each other and they're both high at a party, right? And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But we've never been able to do that and not look like, are they crackheads? Not crackheads. No, for real. Like, it, it'd be a negative. Con- this was actually like, white people do this shit all the time. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, they're allowed to do funny bad, have funny bad choice moments. Right. Whereas a lot of our funny bad choice moments are not, they don't, they don't translate that way. They don't translate and, that way. And mine are funny as hell. Right. Well, that's what we realized too. Shit. <laughs> Pretty funny. Been, and I've been writing them down for years, you know? And like, I um, I, so I moved out here because I'm writing a pilot script and it's loosely based on um, my life. So, oh that's man. So dope. Called, thank you. My friend called it something funny as fuck last night. I can't remember what it was, but, um, but it, it, 
it would be more similar to a black as fuck than a, a blackish, if you will, um, because of the, it, it's made for grownups. It's not one of those we're gonna all watch this together as a family. And <laughs> um, a slightly internet famous, and the character, uh, the Jamila character is better. She, her name isn't Jamila, but she's better known uh, than I am. But you know, having this pub, like people paying attention to shit that you're saying and doing, but still not being like fully all the way on or having figured out what you want to do professionally. So it's like, okay, I've got this bit of attention. I've got some access, some cool shit has happened. I have fans and now what, you know, and trying mm -hmm. to figure that out and being, you know, first generation college graduate and dealing with family that doesn't hundred percent understand like what co-parenting is, because I don't know, like if you all have boomer parents, my dad's been great, but my mom, like there are times where she's just, it, it took a while for her to adjust to how much time my daughter spends with her father. Mm. You know, it was as if I was like out, like I'm just out. You like, weren't doing, you were doing your you job. Doing job. Yeah. Doing my job, you know, and I was like, well, he's her dad, you know, and when we shifted to fit, we finally got to a point where, cause you know, she called me and be like, where's the baby? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, and I say, oh, she just stepped out. She went to Bodega to get some new course. You know, like, <laughs> you know, the same way when you right. at a party and be like, where's the Oh, where's the baby? And I'm like, where's my oh, dad? I just dropped on the side of the road. Right? I, I, you know oh, what? That is so true. I fucking hate when people, I mean, like, I get it that we're attached, but like, duh. Like, and I've had people ask me in a way, like, yeah, where's the baby? Like, as if I'm fucking left her somewhere. Like, what's right. she I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> no I don't know. Clue. No clue. She's somewhere. I mean, <laughs> you weren't going to keep her, were you? Like, why are you asking? Oh, I thought she was with you. Wait, what? <laughs> Should she be here at this adult party? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just that, well, I think that's just the narrative of just motherhood in general, I think, is that women are we're supposed to take on this huge or bigger role. And that's normal. Yes, no one would act like a single dad or a married dad does not get asked. And I've confirmed, even though I already fucking knew, they don't get asked, where's the baby? Right. They may get, how's the baby? You know? Right. And, and, and I have people say, like, when we say that, we're really just trying to ask you how she is because we know how close you are to I'm like, well, just say, how is she? And also, yeah. maybe don't walk up to me while I'm dancing with some nigga I just met five minutes ago talking about where's the baby? There's a baby, right? Like, I didn't even get there yet. You need to calm the fuck down. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, by the way, that's the thing that women do intentionally. I don't give a fuck. That shit is not an accident. Like, the number of times that I've been out with in proximity to a man, and they may or may not have known my relationship to that man, and the how's the baby question just has to come up. <laughs> Oh my God, we're naming this cool. We're naming this episode "How's the Baby." How's the baby? <laughs> Where's the baby? And, and nine times out of ten, it's usually—I mean, 
it doesn't have to be actually. I've had it both. Women that either don't have kids for the most part, yeah. or sometimes it is even a woman who has kids because she's like, well, I know where mine's at. Where's yours? Right. Or or he don't even know. He don't even know her from a can of paint, so it doesn't matter. But now he knows I have a kid, and I what? And also what? Yeah, it does irk the shit out of me. But the dad, duh. <laughs> yeah, and my mom was trying to do that to me before too. Like, yeah, as if I'm just dropping her off around town <laughs> to just run the streets. Like, I don't deserve to have a break too. Like, we didn't go half on this shit. <laughs> It's we did go and not even us being away from our kids is considered a break as opposed to like it's your turn it's their turn right right right, right. or like they'll call you you're so right you're so right they'll call you like oh well so-and-so's crying for you okay well it's still your time <laughs> i don't know oh my god that nothing yeah no okay well console her <laughs> Call me back. Let me know how it's going. <laughs> Click. Like, this. that's not me. I'm going to swoop up and pick her up. And sometimes I do because I give into that guilt, knowing it's manipulation, knowing it's bullshit. And, you know, like, it's just... You got to push funny. past that. You have to push past that. I'm telling you, like, I'll be... That's one thing I didn't have to... I haven't really had to deal with at all uh, with Naeem is that when one of us calls the other, like, she's crying for you or she's upset or it's like, something's going on, I need to bring you in. You know, and in fact, we didn't do that for a long time. We were kind of siloed and we've become more collaborative. But like, and sometimes there are moments where one of the, one of us needs a break, you know, like mm -hmm. typically it's more likely to be me because, you know, I'm the one who's single, he's married. Um, but there've been times that he called me maybe in the car with her on the way from school, you know, and I could tell he was just at his wits end and just needed somebody to tap him out mm -hmm. and I talked to her. And I've done that. You know, the other night she was complaining about a stomachache and she was freaking me out. And I was like, does she have coronavirus? And oh, like, no. Because it was so much. Well, you know, baby. she was doing a lot. And I was, you know, and I had him speak to her on the phone for a few minutes. And like, he got to talking and she fell asleep. It was great. You know, like. That's beautiful. It was, it was That's good. Beautiful. But, you, but you have to make sure that your, your co-parent knows that like, this is a button. This is an important button. You know what I mean? When you're tapping me in, like our kids should know that should notice that too like oh shit he called mom mm -hmm. you know i'm saying it can't just be like mommy's gonna give me the comfort i need so i'm gonna you know make sure i annoy him enough that he wants to have her do it right right no. it takes time we're, we're doing shit that we've never seen people do publicly it's true people don't there's there's usually no guide to co-parenting there's no like no there's just not, and especially because every situation is so unique too, you know, yeah. and like Jamila and I have like, we've been single for what, two, three years, two and a half, you've been long, single longer than I have, I've been like almost two and a half years and like, co-parenting has been like a roller coaster, you know, um, and reading about your situation, it does give me hope. Also, but I also think about too, like the introduction of another partner too, like I've never really introduced a partner to my daughter he hasn't introduced a partner and like I think about like you you're, you know in your situation he's remarried I, when I was reading the article you guys have a great relationship like and that's I mean obviously that's that's the ideal ideal situation, situation right you know yeah. but how long did it take you to get there well so we had a very unique journey I think it's unique not in how it started but kind of where it is now um my ex and I found out that we were pregnant right after we broke up mm -hmm. So I took it as a sign from God, we're supposed to get back together. You know, I wanted to get back together, he didn't. And he was like, if we are to get back together, it needs to happen organically, not because of the baby, but I'll 
take care of the baby. I'll be your friend, you know? And so I had this really fucked up pregnancy. And during that time, he's in a new long distance relationship with somebody he connected with, reconnected with from uh, where he went to school. And they got engaged while I was pregnant. Unbeknownst to me. Um, I knew that, there was, you know, he was seeing somebody and I had a, some girl who like, I mean, I, I need to write this at some point. I've been waiting for like a, till I'm like 60 and married in my house. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to tell all this stuff, but like, I mean, I've talked about, you know, the highlights, but like there was a girl, um, who I think who, I, I believe it was the girl who had a crush on him who would like, and they worked together and I knew her casually she would like send me text messages and emails like saying things about him and this woman he was dating like she was trying to upset me it was some real crazy shit to do to a pregnant woman right and i'm gonna tell her i'll say if she happens to be watching like every time i see you i might still beat your ass i haven't yet you know i would sometimes sometimes you gotta send a message Like, it's weird. It's like, she got new and, like, she... Um, you are like, so strange. strange. Like, anyway, strange. but, like, that was my pregnancy. Right. You know, I gained, like, 85 pounds. Like, Girl, 70. Hey. <laughs> like, that was hard, right? On the hard. body? Shit. Hard. Hard. <laughs> and, like, I didn't find out, you know, they were engaged until right before my first Mother's Day. I had my baby March 29th. So it was not, you know, it was not easy. But one thing that somehow through all the crying crying and the arguing and stuff we had like our last argument the like right when i found out he was getting married i mean yeah and then there was maybe a one time like a month or so after that he came by and you know he pissed me off because he hadn't been texting me back he had the baby and he was bringing her back and he was you know was texting and he wasn't responding when he came and he finally brought her back he was super chill about like oh my bad i didn't have my phone in front of me and I'm just sitting here like, I'd let you take a, my baby, knowing that you're about to, you know, and that was the moment I was like, fuck, you know, and I went off one last time. And we haven't <laughs> exchanged any crosswords since then. Like, we've just, we put all our shit to the side, you know. And I think that's me, what it has. It, sometimes it's just a switch. It's the switch. And you I know, sometimes it's just like, I can't, I won't. I won't. I was hurt. I was mad. But I'm like, ultimately, one it did make me fall out of love with him, you know, because the dream was over. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want this person who did this. And obviously he doesn't want me. So what's the investment in being, you know, I may be hurt. I may be upset. I don't have to like you. I don't have to be your friend. But what's the investment in me being vitriolic or trying to take it out on you in some way? I need you. I need you to be a great dad. I need you to be, you know, in the most selfish ways, aside from like, my daughter needs you, our daughter needs you. Like, I need to have a life, I need to work, I need to date. You know, I I need to know that you're gonna take care of your financial responsibilities. I've never felt anything that implied you wouldn't. And so antagonizing you is not, you know, at at best, maybe I'll push you into being one of those fuckboy dads. At worst, you might try to take the baby. Right. You know, like why would, excuse me, why would I do that to any of us? Like, that's not the penalty for breaking my heart. Right. You know, um, and I had some accountability too. I'm not going to just say this like I was just perfect and he was just a monster, but, um, you know, but ultimately he was on chose to not, you know, get back together. So like that was his decision and that did break my heart, but like I broke his heart in certain ways too. And either way, I wasn't going to break my child's heart and I wasn't going to punish myself because a relationship didn't work out. It just, isn't it funny? Like it's for me, like 
being able to switch that, like that narrative in your head, like what you just said was, is just so important. Like, I need you, like, I need you to be able to like support me <laughs> so I can have a life, like you said, and support my kid. And like, oftentimes I think parents who are in love and our, our relationship ends, we're expected to just automatically put this kid first when we've never even done that. We're still learning how to do that. And so it takes a while to untangle your feelings, even though you know they're not healthy for your right. child, your situation, like we're just automatically supposed to like be like, oh, okay, it's the kid's best interest now. So no, like, and, but you do get to that point. You know what I mean? If you allow yourself, you do. And sometimes it takes them doing something so final. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I've had a, I've had a situation myself. And the reason why me and my ex are not together is because it was really a final situation. Like there was like, I could no longer respect myself had I stayed, my child, like I was, it was a matter of like, would she, what would I, you know what I mean? What would I yeah. tell her? It's yeah. like, I had, to, I had to have some self-respect low key. <laughs> Cause I hadn't been respecting myself. Mm. You know, I had, I had, I hadn't. Um, and sometimes it's like, it's like, it's like an addict too. You gotta hit rock bottom and shit. And then you start to have these realizations like, you know what? Okay. Now I can move forward. And I'm already on that. We've been on that move forward train. Now it's just kind of like untangling relearning our like who we are is we're such different people too like just the way we communicate yeah. even outside of love outside of love I love him forever but you know outside of that type of love we just and that takes time that yeah. takes time and you said you've only been broken up for three years yeah it's been like three years and I mean I love yeah. him I love him dearly I love him so much and you know he knows me better than anyone you know but it's like yeah it just takes time I think I automatically find, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like Demi Moore. We're going to be fine. We're just going to get through this. It's going to be totally yeah. fine. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, not it, it's not that. It's also like about managing your feelings. <laughs> like, I'm not good at that. <laughs> like, like, I am. Like, I can process things rationally. But like you said, when your feelings are involved, you have to really, like, say, fuck that I'm hurt. But I, I can't project that hurt onto my child. You know what I'm saying? Like, Erica's really good at that. Her cutoff game is strong, you know? But, like, for me, oh, I'm like, oh, my God, how could you say this to me? Fuck you. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm cussing out, cussing you out in front of my kid. And she's saying things that I've seen, which is a part of the reason probably that I'm, I'm in this cycle to begin with because this is my, what I've seen, how my parents express themselves to, you know, to one another. And then, you know, then I'm like, fuck it. I'm traumatizing my child in the process. And, and, and of course I know that, but. Wait, hold on. What the fuck happened? Did something fuck up? <gasps> what? It wasn't recording the audio that whole time. It's okay. It's recording on here. Okay. But fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hate technology, honestly. Um, but when you don't have a model of what that looks like, managing your feelings and managing your hurt for the protection of your child, because I've done, you know, I've argued and I've fought and like, and I know that's going to leave some shit, you know, and I, and I feel guilty about that. But there's also, like you said, a moment when you're just like, I'm not going to engage anymore. I'm not going to let that ultimately like, fucking impact my child in a negative way mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's and again i think that's why it's so important that we live you know if you're gonna live your life in public in any capacity whether it's having a podcast or just you know 
folks that are just simply quote unquote Instagram influencers or writers or whoever that we talk about this stuff, you know, cause you really, they, it's, it's cliche, but you can't see what you can't be. And I think, I know my situation is unique because I've been a single mother my entire motherhood life. So I also had to figure things out a lot sooner than most people did. Or I have, I've had more time than somebody who has a seven year old and mm-hmm. has only been a single parent for four years. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I think we just have to show each other, like, you know, and I had like, don't be like, be super clear. It hasn't been an easy ride for me just because it's been easy with the ex, you know, like mm-hmm. I have other challenges that made, you know, motherhood or single motherhood, like uniquely difficult for me, like every other, you know, mom has. But I think my commitment to creating as much peace for us as possible you know, it's really like, I think that even if you don't have that final event, because that can be hard, like any kind of breakup, you know, whether there's a child or not, if you don't have like a final event, that kind of like, just makes it that shit is even harder. You know, it's hard when it's just kind of like, well, we just don't want to do this anymore. I'm just not happy anymore, you know, or, or you're not happy anymore. I'm trying to make you happy. And I can I just have to figure out how to, you know, to, to part ways with this. But like, no matter whether there was a big final event, whether the whole relationship was a series of terrible events, or, you know, if if you just had your heart broken kind of unexpectedly, just knowing what your motherhood life can look like if you get along with that person versus if you're constantly at odds with them. So like the instant gratification that you might get from that insult, for that curse out, for that he mad now, or I did, you know, I got him. It's like, it's nothing compared to being face down, ass up, on a random Tuesday night, living your life because you know that your child is safely with their other parent. Right. You know what I mean? And, and knowing you can do that mm-hmm. as often as you, you know, you can do that every Tuesday. That can just be part of your schedule. Or you can be gone for a week. Or you could say, I'm taking the baby for 10 days and we're not fighting because that's taking away some of your days because we have a good thing going, you know? Right. I think it's also trusting the, the other person too, though. Like are you bathing her? <laughs> and she brushed her teeth. Because <laughs> sometimes you, that partner will take the baby, but that doesn't mean is your, your, your stress is just relieved, you yeah. know? But there, there comes a part of that too. Like you have to release some of it. I mean, obviously it depends on your situation and the person, right. how much you trust them, but yeah. you have to relinquish some of that power so that like, my biggest thing is like, you're going to learn today. You know what I mean? People are always like, I take little JoJo Monday through Friday and the dad gets him every other weekend. Nah, bruh, figure it the fuck out. And it like, well, we may have to have these coaching sessions where I'm like, this is important. Are you doing this? Is she on fucking YouTube all day? Is she watching movies all day? What did you do today? Right. I'm going to practice with you, but that does not, ex- like, like, is she eating vegetables? Like, that doesn't excuse your, like, me getting her 80% of the time. And no, I don't feel guilty about that. I felt, like, even from the beginning, from, like, birth, here, do skin to skin. Here, take that baby. Here's some bottles. Because this, I want you to know this is a joint situation. And as much as I don't like you as a person, like, I love you, and we made this child together. And at the very least, I trust that you're going to be a good dad. You know, you have to have that, or else you'll imprison yourself. You won't be doing shit and just because you won't let relinquish a little bit of power. Yeah. And I think it also just the way a 80-20 situation, and that's not, you know, there are some families where that makes sense. Maybe one parent lives in a good school district and the other one doesn't. So it's like, 
we can only do weekend, you know what I mean? Like maybe one parent works a certain job and this is the only way you all can make it work. That's different. But like for families where it's like, you no, know, we could have, even if you don't do 50-50, maybe we're 70-30, maybe it's 60-40, you know what I'm saying? Like if there were a more equitable division of that time, just consider like if the only time I see you is on the weekends, we're going to do some fun, we're probably going to do some fun shit. You know what I mean? Like, unless right. you're just going to make me sit around the house. So, like, maybe we're going to the movies. Maybe we're going to the park. Maybe you're taking me to buy a toy. Whatever it is, like, that's different than my mama who has to get me up for six, school at six in the morning, who's yelling at me about my homework. So you become Disney dad. Right. right. You know, like, that's not fair. You got to deal with some of, you know, dads need to see you when you're not cute and adorable and just showed up with two little pigtails ready for a fun right. Right. day to day shit. You need to know what that entails because this is also your child. You need to be part of that process. Absolutely. That's why I recommend my co-parenting schedule. She has a foolproof co-parenting schedule. My name is Mila and this is my co-parenting schedule. Okay, Monday and Tuesday, one parent has them, and then Wednesday and Thursday, the other one, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the other one, and then you alternate. So each person gets a three-day weekend. You each get it during every other week, it flip-flops. So it's equal. Sometimes you have them most of the week. Sometimes you only have them two days, but guess what? It's still equal. That's pretty similar to ours. That is a good one. The only difference is that usually I try to have at least one weekend day, you know what I mean, like I do it to myself. Right. Um, I mean, I think now it'd be a lot like actually that's what we're doing this coming week is is you all schedule. But like, I like that. That's how we do things too. Like I usually need like it used to be she was with dad when she was a baby. It was um, Thursdays and Saturdays and then an additional day as needed. So like Thursday, it was usually like after work or whatever. And then Saturday could be Saturday morning, you know, and then he'd have her most of the weekend. It could be Saturday evening. It right. should be next Sunday. You know what I mean? Like we had some flexibility around it. But like now it's, you know, like she's, she comes back tomorrow and then she leaves again on Thursday. I think she comes back on, I don't know. But well, it's, the, I like your schedule. Every two or three days rotating is great. Yeah, because then it goes both ways. How I know you guys decided. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Irie, my daughter, my daughter's about to do piano class. Can we pause for one second so I can just put my phone over there for her? Yeah. I can't. Okay. Should we push pause? Yeah. Do you mind? Sorry. Sorry, Jamila. That's okay. What does your daughter do? Piano class on my phone, oh. Zoom. I just need to go set her up really fast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. So I learned to watch that Zoom. <laughs> she needs to learn piano by way of Irie's Zoom class.
sorry about that, you guys. My daughter has is in piano class. It's the only like motherly thing I'm probably going to do this week as far as education goes. <laughs> so I've basically it's summer break. So <laughs> summer is in, guys. It is. It's an extended summer. It's already summer break. So this is her lesson of the day. It's very important that she does it. <laughs> um, but uh, we, so anyway, we I, we I know we were talking about co-parenting stuff. So you you actually moved across the country with um, your daughter's father, right? To kind of move here together. Yeah. Yeah. We were all living in Brooklyn. And Bedside, I'd been there for 12 years. I think he'd been there for 10, and his wife had been there um, our daughter's whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so everybody was kind of tired of it. I love Brooklyn. I miss it terribly. I, I feel awful watching what's going on, you know, right now there especially. But um, I felt like I just gotten kind of stagnant creatively. Um, I've been like I said, worked in corporate media in a full-time capacity for like seven years. And then I um, got an opportunity to leave and decided that I was going to be full-time freelance and do consulting. So I've done like communication strategy. I've worked for a political campaign. I've worked for a nonprofit. Um, And I have a column and a podcast with Slate where I do parenting. And I've written some, um, some articles. And, you know, I've done panels and speaking engagements here and there, but I really didn't want to be changed to an office again. And part of that is because I felt like the better my job got on paper, the less I created, you know, like I never wanted to be an executive. I always wanted to be a content creator and sure I wanted to be a well-paid one, you know, or a successful one, but I wanted to do meaningful work and I wanted to create. And so I needed to get back to that. And I'd had this idea to write a feature length film that was uh, loosely based on my experiences in co-parenting and dating and working and balancing all these things at once. And through a series of conversations with folks who work in the industry, you know, the feedback I got was like, that's not a movie, that's a series, you know, you should write that. And so I've been working on a pilot script for a couple of years. It's, it's a thing that takes a lot of nurturing and a lot of, you know, uh, revisions and reviews and, rejections before you know if I, I, I'm blessed to see it uh, coming to fruition it would and we've been you know my, my co-parents and I have been talking about like yo if you want to leave New York where might you go and we threw a few places out there and I had kind of decided that I really wanted to pursue television writing um, and so I suggested Oakland thinking it would be like a good compromise because I didn't necessarily know they would go for for LA and my daughter's stepmom, you know, came back to me and she was like, well, you know, I've been crunching some numbers and I think LA would actually be a bit more affordable and we'll kind of offer what we're looking for and that Oakland would be so much more like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like going to Brooklyn on the West Coast, um, coming up against some of the same issues and things that we're just tired of. So let's go out to LA and have some beaches and some air and some, you know, well, some, some terrible air, but air that you can at least go outside. Well, in the air is great it's, now. It's wonderful now. It's great now, you know, but it's 60 degree air in January as opposed to, you know, negative 20. Um, and so we, we did a joint relocation. They came in October of last year. I'm sorry. They came in July of last year. And, um, I was back and forth between then and uh, October. I got here for good. And we live about 10 minutes away from each other. We each live about 15 minutes from our daughter's school and it's worked out. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. I wish to be like you one day. How was your daughter's transition for coming from, you know, leaving New York? I mean, I'm sure she had her friends, her school. 
that's something we've never really talked about is like relocating with the child. Know, with yeah. child like especially when that's able to express themselves and i feel like new york new yorkers are new york kids are different than la kids you know they're it's so married. different what, what's your daughter's name naima naima yeah naima mm -hmm. naima is very much a new york girl and she'll tell you that in a heartbeat and she's also um she's got a lot of la kid in her already um like she's a she's a free spirit and she's very creative but it, it's been an adjustment you know like there have been she's cried you know there have been times where she just really missed her friends and at one point she would pretend like she didn't remember something like if you mentioned a restaurant or a street she'd be like oh, i don't remember that and it took me a, a minute to figure out what she was doing i was like are you pretending like you don't remember things about brooklyn because you missed it so much and she said yeah Oh. You know? And so we've done some FaceTime calls with a couple of her besties, particularly since the quarantine life started. And that's been really good, um, I think, for her spirit. But she misses it. But it's been, a, for the most part, a good transition. You know, I mean, I think anyway, when you're going from like, we can be outside a lot to we can't be outside just because it's cold. I can't even imagine. My heart goes out to every parent in New York right now because yeah oh, all sure. over the United States because shit, I mean, L.A., we have some special <laughs> We have some special circumstances here. It's definitely different. Um, you know, I like that you talk about that because I have an, I have an, one of my best friends. She moves around a lot. She's a single mom. She has three daughters. And she's like, I've known her live in like four states in the last 10 years, like Brooklyn, Atlanta, Hawaii, oh. Northern California. And, you know, like I see a lot of moms not move, not say, oh, I, you know, like, you know, when you're single, it's much easier to be like, fuck it, I'm packing up, I'm leaving. But when you yeah. have kids, a lot of times people like make the decision to just stay put. And sometimes you don't have a co-parenting situation that allows that, you know, right. and like, yeah. which is even crazier to think that you're like having to choose, you know, relocating versus time with your kid. Yeah. But that's why I think, you know, I, I like to hear those stories because I know single moms that do it and, you know, and then how much that's important to have the courage and to hear those stories to do that, to do what you got to do and want to do too, still live your life. Yeah, I definitely felt trapped, you know, as much as I love New York, and I'm the one who, like, I, until um, coronavirus, I was going back every month, at least once or twice, you know, and that was what I wanted, like, I wanted to be as bi-coastal as possible, but, like, I, um, until, you know, it took a few years for me to get comfortable enough with where we were to, like, have that conversation, because I didn't know that, you know, I was always afraid that they would want to, we're both, my ex and I are from Chicago, his wife is from St. Louis, so I feared, because we weren't talking about it, that they would want to move back to the Midwest. I love the Midwest. I have no interest in moving back there. <laughs> right. no, like not right now, not at any time, you know, in the foreseeable future. And so like, but I was just kind of walking around afraid that they were going to want to move there. And they actually, he said, you know, my ex said, I kind of thought LA would be on your, you know, I was surprised it took you as long to bring it up as it did. You know, like I just kind of figured that was something you were going to want to do. So I think if we just, part of the reason it's important to build that kind of relationship is so you can talk about these things. And it may be that like, we can't work this out, you know, like we have to stay or someone has to go and, and do summers, you know, which is what some families do. But um, but I think we have to just try to keep the lines of conversation open up so we can at least like explore as opposed to feeling like, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't switch up our schedule, I can't move, you know, because he's not gonna like it. Like, you know less about this person than you used to. You know what right. I mean? Like some of the assumptions you make, like when he was in a relationship with you, he might've been more, you know, less willing to concede or more willing to concede than he is now. I mean, I think everyone's a little bit different in every relationship they're, that they're in, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but, so you've been single, obviously, even as you started your journey into motherhood, basically as a single mother. 
um, how, I mean, you're farther along in the single, I'm, 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 I don't know if you've had relationships throughout your journey or what, but like, what is it like dating as a single mom for you? Because for me, it's, you know, it has its highs, but they're mostly just very, it's just, you know, we're coasting along. Coasting? Coasting. That's a good we're way to coasting. put it. Yeah, we are. We're coasting. Um, <laughs> I think hosting is a very good way to put it. There have been highs for sure. Um, there have been some lows, but the lows haven't been low because I feel like once you've broken up with the parent like of your child, there's nothing that low. There's <laughs> really there's nothing that low. You're like, I can, I can handle it. You're like, oh, that hurt for like two weeks. Right. I'm over it now. As opposed to, to you got to really break. You got to really do some foul shit to me. I hate to say that, but my threshold is very high. It's high. Yeah. It's high. But my bullshit threshold is low. You that's, know, what I mean? that's true. Like, that's I'm gonna true. cut it off before you get there. But what it's gonna take to really upset me is like, there's a pretty, you know, got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, but, right. But it's been interesting. Like, I, yeah, I have one boyfriend, I guess, somewhere square in the middle. I want to say we started dating in 2016 and like we broke up early 2018. Like, and we were exclusive for a good portion of that. Um, we were long distance. He was significantly younger. Wonderful guy. Um, you know, we're still cool. But like, you and Jamila are the same person. I just, I, we already came to the conclusion. Literally, like, you and Jamila are the same person. So I, was, I was listening. I was like, wait, this is Jamila? Wait, <laughs> it is Jamila, Jamila yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but he was like the first serious boy. So I guess I had my daughter in 2013. I started, you know, messing around again a little bit. I mean, before the end of 2013. But like, I think I started dating for real, like 2014. You know, mm -hmm. like, really it was when she was a year old. It was like, okay. You know, I don't feel super crazy, like, trying to actively, like, I'd had sex a couple of times, but I wasn't really, like, dating, you know? Right. So then I started dating and uh, got the apps definitely were helpful or have been helpful. I was hesitant at first because, like, I just remember, like, back in the day, it just seemed like they were for, like... Old people. I was just going to say ugly or old or it was very... Old, strange white people. N now yeah. it's, like, it's so normal. For everybody. It's yeah. Not, they yeah. market it. It's all about marketing. They marketed yeah. it as this cool thing. It's essentially the same motherfucking thing. The same thing. But, you know, <laughs> but it also, it represents our lifestyles. You know I mean? Right. I think now we've all... Quick. Been Pop tart. <laughs> Right. Like, that's why it's that's why it's good, but also it can be it cannot it can, there's I feel like it's a double edged sword because people are constantly swiping looking so let for me the next next thing. I wanna tell you how yes, I totally agree with that. I think that like the availability of options, particularly for our the men, because they we outnumber them. So the more options they have, the harder it is for us. You know, sure. either because they just have too many good options or they just feel like they need to entertain a lot of options as opposed to being like, I really like this girl. Why can't I just like her? Why do I have to think about the possibility that there's somebody better? You right. Know? Oh and my God, I, that's me. That, and we do that too. I was going to say, and I'm definitely, I don't always do it, but like, it's rare that I don't stop in the middle of being excited and wonder, but well, what You're is like, uh, Well, I got, I got here. So what else could I? What else could I have? I manifested you, nigga. So that's what so else could sick. I manifest? That's so sick and cruel of us to admit. But like, it's terrible. But like, at the same time, I think also, damn, I was having a good point. I just thought like how quarantine dating has changed. Like the swipe thing was already kind of like, yeah, it's too easy. But at the same time, when you're busy, especially like I have a kid. So it's like, you get it. I have time to go out. I don't necessarily always have time to go out and meet someone. And then my next social activity is hanging out with them. Like sometimes I need to cut to the chase because I just want to go out and do shit with my friends. Like I don't want to be out trying to meet men. 
Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. I'm out here and acting I, crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I want to assure that I do meet men, you know what I mean? And that I meet men I'm actually interested in or attracted to, you know? Like, and it's and I'm in, in, in being in a new city, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. I mean, you are. You're new out here, girl. You fresh. Right. You're fresh, I'm fresh, fresh. fresh. Right. <laughs> In New York, I'm like, we all ran through, ran through, ran through. We know each other. I didn't, uh, and, oh, I know that nigga. I know that. <laughs> and then, like, the, I had been in New York and single for so long. The apps were helpful because it helped me find men I didn't know or recognize. Oh, my God. I feel, like the, I feel like dating in New York on the apps is bad. I did not like I know. When I went, it wasn't as I'm in New York. As I'm in New York all the time, too. And so I'd be on there every time I went. I'd be like, no. Or, like. No one wants to actually, I don't know. Maybe like, meet up? Meet up. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you want to hang out in New York right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's a mixture. It's a lot of that. But then there's some, de- I've met some decent guys on there. I've definitely made some good friends. No, me too. I have a, actually, I have a friend that lives in New York that, like, I met on Hinge, too. Yeah. But, um. But now? I, but now, like, I had my first virtual date last night. I stopped. Um, Who was it? Um. It was cool, I guess. Like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like anything like how everyone painted these virtual dates going. He did not offer me Postmates. He did <laughs> not send me a bottle of wine. Like, I haven't had any. Yeah. I, I just went straight. It was just a good old FaceTime with a stranger. That's basically yeah. what the fuck it was. That's how weird. much talking did you all do before? Um, we texted for like a few days. Okay. And then he finally was like, so we were going to do this FaceTime date. And I was like, I was waiting for you to ask me on the date. You know, like, yeah. you still have to ask me, nigga. <laughs> Still a date. Um, no, but it was like it was whatever. It was like a FaceTime. He looked he looked he didn't he definitely did not get ready for me. He oh. looked very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> a little scruff feet. So I don't know. I still feel like you should put in the effort on on your FaceTimes on Zoom. I want to treat it like a real date. I refuse to succumb to the idea that this is the new normal. Like I'm gonna continue living. Well, they can't get haircuts and shit, Erica. Whatever. Like you can like make sure you don't have lint in your head. Like (laughs) (laughs) not the lint. Please don't be sweating. Like can you not sweat? Um, he was cooking apparently. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I have another one tonight. I have another one. Okay. I'm, I'm getting back into my. I'm back on Hinge, guys. Okay. Hot off. Hot, hot <laughs> off the press, straight on Hinge. Got it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Have you done any quarantine dating, like Facetime? You said you have, right? I've done. Yeah, I've done quite a bit of it. It's been cool. It's like, but you know, I'll say like, I I am old fashioned, if you will. Most of the guys I've talked to, we've started on the phone before Facetime. Mm-hmm. you know because even though like oftentimes i do go straight from like tech you know from the app texting to meeting in person without hearing their voice like actually that's usually what happens you know but like sometimes there's a phone conversation i don't know i feel like home phone conversations like have set a good tone it's weird it's like it's something no, i haven't done absolutely here. actually but, like, i don't think i've had many phone conversations before like dates on app well like no, this you don't you because no, no one calls so anymore weird. no but, one has phone conversations anymore but like i prefer like before i'm gonna you know get cute and speak to, you know what i'm saying like i just feel like i've also met up with guys i said we we facetime sooner than maybe we would have had time to meet up in real life right so it's like okay like at the very mm-hmm. least let me hear his voice and feel like i want to 
you know what I mean? Like I, you could, we could open the shit up and like you're, you have your dick out and you're weird or some shit. It'll be a funny. Story. I also want to see where you live. Let me see this. How, where you at? Oh my god! It's actually, so, it's like a very so quick, nosy. Well, shit. It's like, behind you. You know, it kind of. Well, she's saying it kind of cuts out like the, the bullshit. Whole bullshit. Like I can see what you're doing, how you live in your space, how you are in your most comfortable state. I mean, yeah. this is already somewhat uncomfortable. You're probably not married. You're still home. Yeah. Well. You can hide well, the bathroom or upstairs, but <laughs> she could be in, she could be out to the store like these niggas do. Yeah, right. Niggas will always find a way to to lie, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, I've had really nice experiences. Like I don't know, like I'm. Well, have you broken surprised. quarantine for any of these quarantine days? I have not, and okay. part of the reason that I haven't is that a couple of them, the ones who I've spoken to, talked to the most consistently, because there's some I've been talking to since the shit started, and then there's like always the new, you know, the new mm-hmm. talent being reviewed. Um, but like some of them are not here. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like someone's in New York and someone is, I'll just say elsewhere. And so you have like your locations open. That's not how I met. So one is from here and just isn't here at the moment. Okay. I got it. And so that's why he's not nearby. And the other one technically isn't a, like we didn't meet from an app. We met, okay. we like met elsewhere on social media and just kind of crossed over into chit chatting in that way. And then that became, you know, quarantine dating. But like, I don't know, man. Men are having. I've been having amazing conversations. I've had two men pull out a guitar and start playing music for me, Whoa. completely unsolicited, and they were good. Like one was complete. I knew one was a guitarist. The other one, I had no idea that he had the talent Ooh. whatsoever. So it was like, <laughs> it was like. <laughs> The baby face pulled out the shit in the bathroom. Like, excuse me? Like, I, I, I was Teddy Riley. I need to go hide in the bathroom for 20 minutes. I ain't got nothing for you, bro. Like, right, right. I have no tricks up my sleeve. Get some chops up. Get some clothes up, you know? Like, here's a titty. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll save the other one for next time and get a keyboard or something. Right. You know, but like, it's just, I mean, I've had really good-ass conversations, too. So, like, there's been some, you know, some sexy stuff, but there's also been, like, some great conversations with men. It's just, like, my mind is blown. Like, I've always had great male friends, and I've always dated, like, the guys who I've dated for, like, the most significant amount of time, like, we're great conversationalists, you know? Like, I love talking to them. But when you're dating casually... Sometimes you just come across a lot of guys who just ain't that really, you know, interesting. And so now I feel like I'm talking to interesting men like every day. Well, you know what? Maybe it's also, maybe those other guys were interesting. It's just they're at home now. They're in their most comfortable place. They have time. Dates are often, dates are often like, okay, we're here. Let's, let's, you know, there's like a sequence of events that needs to happen. possibly. food. You know, like everyone, you know. Yeah. Making a good impression, right? Like the stakes are just different. Well, now. well, maybe you're giving me hope, but also you're a good conversationalist yourself. So maybe you're just leading the conversation, because I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I'm not. I don't have hope, and I don't. Know. <laughs> and I feel like I've done a lot of. I have to be the president of the conversation and activity in this relationship. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm gonna make sure we do interesting things and we talk about interesting shit because otherwise we'll just be like fucking sitting here with each other. Right. Right. But like, 
I don't know. I've been like stepping back and kind of like let me let them them. Okay. say some shit. You know, usually I step back just to hear like, okay, is this nigga going to defend R. Kelly or something? Like, <laughs> but now I'm like, no, I'm actually listening to you talk because I care and I'm learning things. Like, I don't have to like start feminism class at two o'clock in the morning. I which, just- which is so important, you know, now like teach me some shit. Are you on Hinge? I'm on Hinge and Tinder. Wait, can someone explain to me what the fuck the, uh, that little button is now? Is that so they can FaceTime you without knowing your number? What button? It's like something about like- Virtual dating? Vir- vir- they have a virtual dating switch. Is I that think- to FaceTime without your number being exposed? Like, what is that? Probably. I think so, but I think you all have to agree to it. I don't think they can just call you. I don't know. I, I, don't, like I don't understand. I don't haven't done anything. I've just talked Hinge. to people on FaceTime and WhatsApp, like the regular. And House Party. House Party has a really good screen. It's super clear. Have you all, you all have been in a house party, right? Like, I was on my Wait, but you use it to date? So I used it with a guy instead of like. Oh, we, because we you guys can play. hang out and play. It's kind of you like can, a date. You can play. It is like a date. Oh, like trivia oh. games and they shit. Have oh, yeah. games. Like the games are pretty corny, but the, the screen is so much better than FaceTime or like Zoom. You know, like I've, I mean, I've, I've only used like FaceTime or like WhatsApp's video thing, I think or whatever, but like the screen on house party, it's like, you know, it's like you're with, in a room with one person, it's like you on top of them or whatever. Right. right. You, can, you can see more of each other, it's clear. Right. And his, like the guy who I talked to on house party, one of the guys I talked to on house party, his like friend randomly barged in and we ended up having this long, funny ass conversation. It was- Did hilarious. you meet his friends and shit? Yeah, that's pretty, it I guess so it is like a, a party. I just, I just crashed my baby daddy's house party. The oh day. yeah. I was like, you could just jump in. She's like, yep, I saw he was on and slid in and said, <laughs> what'd you say, Erica? He was in there with some girl and I was like, hey. And he was like, oh, what? Oh, hi, hi. And she was like, hi, who are you? And he was like, this is my baby mama. She was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I come in peace. And I was like, it's cool. You can have him. And I was like, bye. <laughs> I was like, you can just jump in? That's <laughs> oh, I was being petty that day. I, I see. Really petty. I don't know. I don't know what came over me. I just couldn't help it. He's gonna let it let it be free. Let it go. Let it no more. He knows I'm he knows I'm kidding. He knows I was mostly fucking with him. No. But you know. Wait, did I fight something else? Yeah, she did. Well, I ha- it was dying. I guess that's a fun thing I never got to enjoy. I know some of that shit is fun. Uh, no, it's not. No, no. No one, it's, trust me, you did not miss out being petty. Okay, well, then don't do it. I'm like, if it's not. I know, I know, I know. I just, I never am. So then sometimes every now and then I get like this burst of like, oh, it's gonna like, I was like, I wasn't being petty. It really, I thought it was funny. When I got in there, I realized, oh, this probably is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else thinks this is funny. I got in there, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't think this through. <laughs> play cool, play cool. Hey, y'all. Thank you for admitting that. Thank you for admitting that. Oh, my God. You're telling me on it. You said it's not fun. It just sounds hella awkward and uncomfortable. Wait, and then I, I did feel like an asshole because then he texted me, he's like, she can. <laughs> She can, cause I said, yeah, it's cool. You can have him. He's all yours. And he said, I, I'm all hers. I'm like, well, yeah, you are. And I was like, I didn't have to say that. Like, I really did not have to say that. That just like exposed me I so think, much. I think it's great. It was just, I mean, it is. I mean, I just thought it was hilarious. Like, it's hilarious, but also like uh, petty. 
I, I, I wouldn't want him to do it. I wouldn't, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. I would be pissed. Lock every room you go in because his day is coming. Right. Right. He's going to slide in your house party, bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm locking every door. No, I'm not really, I don't really do that. I've been on house party a little bit, but hmm? my lips are so chapped, so oh. I'm dehydrated. Yeah, my mouth, my mouth has been dry the whole So much smoking weed. Um, oh I'm currently in like from a hinge. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's been a while, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I think we've, yeah, we've hung out like four or five times. Three, four times, yeah. We went on one date before um, quarantine, before Corona, and then we broke it, and then we've been breaking it. So it's been really fun. <laughs> It's my best Hinge review yet, honestly. This is the best time I've had with somebody I've met on Hinge. Specifically Hinge or Tinder or something different? No, 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 no. <laughs> on any day. All apps. Uh, on all apps. All apps. <laughs> on all apps. Across the you all apps. Does, is there like a rule in place about like him not breaking it with anyone else or you not breaking it with anyone else? Yeah. Oh, I just said, let me know if you find yourself quarantining with somebody else. <laughs> Quarantining and chilling and stuff, mm-hmm. or something of that degree. Do you think he? I think he'd tell you anyway. I think he would tell me. Yeah. He's very, very honest, very deep. We're having really good conversations. I mean, like I'm gonna be honest. There have been drugs involved, <laughs> but like it's just been really fun and deep and like romantic and like I mean, and then it's like we all, all we can do is talk. We can't go anywhere. We can order food. We can talk. <laughs> we could dance, we could talk, you know, so that's been kind of nice. We can go on a walk. It's very, it's very normal. How long do you all, like, how long do you spend over there when you go? Um, so the first time we hung out in quarantine, he just, we like went to Lookout Mountain and like chilled and talked all like for five hours. And then the second time I went to his house, I slept over, hung out the next day, left at like five. It's been like that yeah. both times. Yeah. Just chilled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are both giving me hope and dating apps. So <laughs> bitch is over it. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I, I miss the days I do of like meeting people in real life. Like, what is this? But then also, I realized that Hinge, these dating apps. You, you know me. Like, I've been like, like a pioneer for the dating apps. I'm like, go dating apps. She is a <laughs> fucking. She should be paid for the support she gets. The dating apps. But I don't know. I just. I don't know. I think maybe it's the pandemic is making me really get scared about like what the future looks like for us. And like, yeah. I think, and how we connect with people and like, even this, like, you know, me and Jamila, maybe even more so me, like I've been like really adamant about not doing um, like over the um, video interviews, not during quarantine, like in general, like before this happened. Cause I just really like human connection. And like, I'd rather wait for you to come to LA, you know what I mean? Or, I know, like, is she or, or us to go to New York or, you know, but obviously like that yeah. can't happen. We need to stay in these places, in these spaces now, but I don't know, like there's something about human connection and like people keep talking about that this time is making people come together more. And I really beg to disagree. Like I, maybe I'm being a pessimist, but like, I just feel like it's actually separating us. I mean, we're connecting in ways we are because we're always watching each other. Yeah. But like, I don't know if like, I think it's making, making people value people, you know, being in other people's company saying, Hey, how are you today? Like even the times I've been to the park or walking, everyone's like, hi, like even masked on and far away. But also people are going to not trust each other. They're going to be all weird if you sneeze or cough. I guess it's, it's both ways. So ways. I think, yeah. Maybe one side just weighs heavier than the other, but I don't know. I'm like, 
can I need a nigga at a bar? <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard. And like, I haven't, you know, I haven't broke quarantine. I have talked to people locally and I've thought about like, what would that look like? Or could I? And, you know, I don't even go to the grocery store anymore. Like I order everything. And just because since my, my daughter's going back and forth between both households, I feel responsible for like them to, you know what I mean? Like I can't introduce, like whatever I'm introduced to, I'm introducing it to them. Right. And so, plus my, of course, my daughter. So I was thinking like, okay, when I'm ready to see somebody, I'd have to like really plan it out. Like we're going to spend a, probably a substantial amount of time or, or be open to spending a substantial amount of time together. Like I would probably self quarantine myself after you know what I mean like for a week like I may need a week or two in the house by myself or like he comes by we spend a week together and then I spend a, whatever it is like at some point I'm gonna have to do it but I'm gonna I'm prepared to take an extended absence from my child you know when I do it but like even with that I so like knowing that has there definitely been days where I've just been sad as fuck you know and I've got new sex toys and brought old sex toys out of retirement <laughs> smoking weed every night and, and drinking more and you know having phone sex and shit like i'm not a phone sex like who has to have phone sex when you have real sex like oh my god you so know i told you i'm like this week some, some one of one of my bays hit me up and was trying to like talk to me last night and i was like um no <laughs> and i was like he caught me on the wrong week bitch i is today this is not sex talk week i'm not into it i'm done maybe catch me next week i might be horny again but currently yeah. not horny at all that's, <laughs> that's, that's totally normal. It also, I don't know when your cycle is coming, but I know for me, I was like, why do I just not give a fuck about it anymore? I was like, oh, and then the next day I'm curious. Sorry, I was like, that's oh, that no. is nice. But um, it's, you know, it, it's, I think it's been an ebb and flow and there are going to be times where you found your peace with it and you found your way to kind of make it work. And then there's going to be weeks where you're just depressed and mad and sad and that's completely normal. And that's going to impact, you know, how you feel about those long conversations with people that you can't hug. You know, and then there'll be times where you need that, you know, where it's like, I'm so happy I was able to talk to her. I'm so happy I was able to talk to him because I can't hug them. Right. You know, it's okay. Everything we're feeling right now is fine. Look at ebb and flow of all the feelings, panic, anxiety, horniness. Yeah. We're being really faced, forced to face ourselves. Yeah. For yeah. real. Because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. So true. <laughs> so fucking true or hide even more, you know? But I think this is a really beautiful, it is a beautiful opportunity to really delve into those things. I mean, even like I've had more time to really focus on and think about the things I want and also just hang out with myself. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't really do that anymore. Like I wasn't doing that before this, you know? I didn't have the time to spend with myself, even though I'm with myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah a lot of times like, I'm by myself. I've worked from home. So I've always, you know, like I, I don't usually work in the house. I would go to a coffee shop or whatever, or a co-working space. But like, yeah, I've had all this time too and by myself for a while. But like, I'm either working or I might be fucking around, like just looking at Instagram or watching a show just on the couch, chilling, doing nothing. Like now it's like, I'm charging my crystals and I'm reading more and I'm writing more and I'm meditating and I'm you know, fucking around, looking at Instagram and watching my show. You know what I mean? It's just all of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. I had this, just like, speaking of, like, hanging out with yourself, like, I had this realization, you think I'm so corny, but I was like, I, like, I just feel like hanging out with myself made me realize how much I fuck with myself. <laughs> You're the shit. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, you just, 
like, and it makes me like more, I, I don't know, like, I, because I have so much time, it's like, what do I want to do? Who do I want to talk to? Do I feel like talking to you? Do I have to talk to you? I don't need to call you. It's a fucking waste of my time. I, mean, I have a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, and then there's days where I'm like, I really didn't need to talk to you. Yeah, that's a waste of time. I was just bored. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a range of emotions, contradictions. And... <sighs> but if nothing else, this is a good time to let these men entertain us. Like, if you can't doubt, like, if you can't entertain me now where the bar is so low, what are we going to do when I can go back outside? But honestly, like, this is a good test of do I actually really fuck, fuck with you? you? Because we're not yeah. distracting ourselves with liquor, dancing. I mean, we probably could, too, but not really, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same of having a bunch of outside stimulus around us. Do I actually like you? Do I like you? Like, or do I just want to fuck? Right, 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 right. Well, Jamila, this was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to like hang out and go to bars and meet guys together. Oh. <laughs> or just hang out, you know, do fun stuff. I know. I'm so like part of the reason I was so excited about you all, not just I mean again, like four years four years younger, right? So you're slightly younger. So that gives me hope and makes me feel like, yes, you know, like all the bullshit we went through was worth it because look at what gets to happen next. And just imagine like how free and shit our daughters are going to be, you know, right. Right. But at the same time, like what I envy about you all is that you all have each other. Cause like I have cool ass friends that are a lot like me and are not moms. And I have amazing friends who are moms, but we're so different, mm -hmm. you know? So like just you all protect what you all have. Because like, oh, thank you. Other mama like you is, I'm telling you, it's so rare. It's so rare. I'm like my settled friend's ratchet friend. You know what I mean? Like ratchet right. friend. And like my single friend's like mommy friend. Right, right, right. No. Well, come on over. Yeah, girl. Come <laughs> this could be a triad. <laughs> <laughs> we, let's hang out. <laughs> we'll definitely hang out. Oh, I can't wait to meet you for real in real life. And thank you for hanging out with us. I appreciate you so much. You give me so much hope. Oh, Co-parenting exists with love. I know. Yes. Yes. It does. Seriously. Sometimes, like, my daughter's stepmom and I were supposed to go to, like, a TV screening together. Like, they got canceled because of coronavirus. Like, right. we got there, you know? Right. Right. Like, you, like, enjoy each other. Y'all are cool. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, and, and like it's necessary. It is. I want to know. I want to know who you are. Who is this woman that's around my child? And like, I want to nurture that relationship too, so that you, when you're with my child too, you think about our relationship right. too. Yeah, you know, it's important. Mutual. Uh, it's so fun. I was. I was just quickly. I was really thinking recently. I was like, I, I've kind of come to the point now where like I don't know. I'm like I almost wish my. I don't know if he listens to this. He's gonna be really upset, but. He, I almost wish he had not really upset, but like I almost wish he had a girlfriend. Like mm -hmm. someone. Sometimes I think men they really do need a woman, a female counterpart. I wish he had an amazing woman in his life to to help guide guide him in ways that I can't. That he won't let me. You know what? what I mean? That he won't allow me. Even if she says the exact same shit that I've been saying, right? It's different because it's coming from this other person because they're in love and it's different and it's a new situation and there isn't water under the bridge. I think that's one thing I need to do publicly that I haven't um, affirm how much I value my daughter's stepmother for that reason. Because, and I think my, my ex is a 
wonderful dad. He's paternal. He's always been paternal. He's always loved kids and been a good guy who's going to do his best. But I know there's no way that he'd be the sort of father that he is without her influence and her guidance and her partnership, you know, and because she and I are so similar, like, you know, but like (laughs) our energy, you know, we're very different women, but, but our beliefs, our value, our core values, you know what I'm saying? Certain things are very similar. And so we tend to be on the same page. So there's an amount of trust that we can have with each other that she's going to operate in my daughter's best interest in the way I would want someone to, you know what I mean? But like, and he shares those values too, but I also know just having like two feminist women, you know what I mean? Like walking with him through fatherhood have definitely helped to make him, you know, an amazing father. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just something I thought about recently too. And it's so beautiful that like, you know, you can speak, you can speak about her that way. That's like, that is the goal. That's how I want to be spoken about too. You know what I mean? And vice versa on the other side. So I'm at the point now where my daughter just walked in with like a like a life-size piece of chocolate and was like can I have this and I said yeah go ahead go <laughs> please do I have to give it like my daughter you can't use this part I saw a TikTok that I was like, this is what the fuck they're doing on TikTok? So you do, like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And it was like a, did I show you the Switch one? Oh, with the second of the deck? Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it, but I've heard that there's, I've heard it's it. It's a dark, there's a dark. How side. do you go fucking dark on fucking TikTok? Like, there's a, there's a black web of TikTok? Like, back page oh, TikTok? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Well, this dude, the dude who busts in our house party said that he makes it a practice to bust in people's house party rooms because it's fun. But like his cousin was talking to a girl and he came in and he said she had her fist all, he said she was almost there. <laughs> and his cousin was like, yo, get the fuck out. And he was like, lock your room. He was like, get the fuck out. He was like, but lock, I'm telling you, you need to lock your room. Like you realize that like. It's open. Oh my god. What's happening on House Party? I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Well, I mean, what do you expect? What do you think is happening on there? (laughs) We're living in a digital world, y'all. Well, thank you for having for coming on and hanging out with us. And we hope you are stay you stay safe and sheltered. Stay home. And when this is over, let's hang. Yes. And if you're bored, FaceTime us. <laughs> we're around. We're available. <laughs> we'll be happy houring and smoking over here. We should house party. We'll have a house party. If you see yeah. us on a house party, yeah, we'll have a <laughs> come house on party. in. It'll be fun. You should definitely do another smoke session. Yeah, yeah we should. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it again. I happily do well with you all. All right, girl. All right, bye. 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 Um, thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, Catch us next week. That's a Wednesday. Uh, if you want to, well, I guess. Yeah, if you guess we want to. If you watch this episode, we're on YouTube. If you want to join our Patreon for extra, extra essential, pumped up, private, censored content, go to patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. Yeah. Join our newsletter, goodmomsbadchoices.com. Follow us on Instagram. Good moms. 
underscore bad choices. Leave a review if you like it. If you fuck with us, if you just listen to this whole goddamn podcast for two hours, that means you fuck with us. That means you leave a review. <laughs> Do it right now. Scroll all the way to the bottom on Apple Podcasts. Yep. You gotta find it. It's not easy to find. I'm telling you how to do it. Do it right now. <laughs> Five stars, bitches. And just say how the bomb we are. Thanks. Thanks in advance. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.